0: All right, Tim, the question for today's episode is, do I have to obey Paul too? Seems like we should. I mean,
1: you know, what he says is in the Bible too.
0: (laughs) You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because a little backstory, you know, I, I grew up, um, I wouldn't say, well, I wouldn't necessarily say I grew up in church from a young age, but I did spend, you know, like the last year or two years of middle school and then all of high school attending the same church fairly regularly um, and then, you know, on into college and just as a person who would go regularly, wasn't necessarily involved very deeply. And, you know, I didn't really have the greatest understanding of a lot of theological things, but, you know, I understood what the gospel was, um, all of the basics of Christianity. I just sort of assumed that everyone who said they were a Christian believed that all of the Bible was the Bible. Right. You know, so like, so like if we were, if the pastor seems pretty was pretty safe, right. Yeah. I mean, like, it seems like, <laughs> it seems like a pretty normal thing to assume. So like, if the pastor was going to preach out of, you know, like Philippians or Hebrews or something, I just assumed that, you know, like, yep, he's preaching out of the Bible. But as I, you know, as I've matured more and more, and as I've, as, as I've sort of put myself out there interacting, um, you know, with with a lot of people who claim to be Christian, whether that be in person or online, I've come to realize that that's not the case, and that there are a lot of people who claim the name of Christ who essentially think that no part of the Bible is valid except for the red letters, <laughs> right? So, so they, but so you know, they don't even
1: they don't even think that though. <laughs> you know, so.
0: Well, you know that that's true. So, so I've met you know a lot of these people and and. I'll bring up various, you know, commands. So like, like for one example, I remember back when all of the, the, um, COVID-19 stuff was going on, you know, and they were, they were shutting down churches. Um, you know, I, I knew a lot of people who claimed to be Christians who were essentially saying that it was unloving and dishonoring to God to attend church. (laughs) And so I would just, I would just quote, you know, A simple bible verse that's you know where where it says don't neglect the gathering of believers as is the habit of some right Right. and and i i got this response a lot which is essentially you know well that's you know that's not jesus talking so (laughs) i don't have to follow that and and i was just kind of like whoa what what do you mean (laughs) i mean that's the bible it's the same you know it's like It's the same deal, (laughs) you know, and, and the funny thing is all of those people, if you, if you look at their lives, I, you know, maybe there's someone that I've, I'm not thinking of right now that this doesn't necessarily apply to, but I mean, the vast majority of them, none of them look like Jesus at all. I In mean, is, way, it the, is it the is the
1: pink hair and the piercings all over their face that gives it
0: away? <laughs> I mean, that, that that's part of it. You know, <laughs> the other part the other part of it is just totally rejecting his apostles. <laughs> you know, so so it's like not only not only do they do they for some reason think that you know Paul doesn't count and they don't have to obey Paul, but they don't even they don't even look like they obey Jesus. So so what what's happening here, Tim? Why why is why is this so prevalent
1: well so yeah i mean i think in our twitter feed over the past couple of days there is actually like one guy that i've seen so far that actually like really believes that you know we should um we shouldn't obey uh, paul but only jesus but i mean the vast majority of people that make those kind of comments i mean they're not coming from some sort of like position that they've actually adopted that you should only uh, obey the red letters or something along those lines so this is i mean this is like one out of you know a thousand (laughs) you know thousands and thousands maybe of people uh, who are making these kind of arguments but the vast majority of people who are making that kind of argument that you know where did jesus say that or something like that those are people who really they really have no interest whatsoever in submitting their you know will to the authority of jesus in any area period so this is just something that they're saying and i mean for the vast majority of people this is just one little quip that they throw out among many that's intended to basically uh, obfuscate uh, the passage you know so it's just like this is just a move that people make that it's like uh, throwing a smoke bomb or something, like a ninja or something, <laughs> where it's just like distract, right? You know, so you make a claim, yeah. you make a biblical claim, and then they're just going to try to distract you, essentially, and get you, get you like to focus on their little dodge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just one among many. I mean, there's many like dodges like that that people make. Um, yeah, that are pretty obnoxious when you think about it. So, I mean, like uh, the context dodge, like essentially is, is just another example of this kind of move where they'll just look, like you'll make a claim from a biblical passage and they'll look at you and they'll say, hey, you're taking that out of context. And they think that they just said something profound and significant or something meaningful. Right. But really all that they, I mean, really like, all that they did was just – that was just like a dodge, if you if you understand what I mean. Like that didn't mean anything. It didn't have any content. It was just like a phrase that they threw out to distract you to where right. n- now they're – like they're not going to actually explain how the context in that passage shows something different. They're just saying you're taking that out of context as like a magical talisman to ward away your exegesis or something like that. you know. And so then they make a similar kind of claim – with the Jesus move that you're talking about, where they'll just say, "Hey, where did Jesus say that?" Right? Mm-hmm. So show me in the Bible where Jesus said that. Or you know, they may like if you're if you're arguing for a doctrinal position, where in the Bible does it say that exact word, or where in the Bible does it say that exact phrase? Right? Right. Um, so you know, they'll they'll make these kind of arguments, but then they're not serious arguments, and they're just things that they've learned. They've heard, like they picked up over time. This is the kind of thing that skeptics say in order to try to win an argument.
0: Yeah, it's like a get out of jail free card. Right, that's like a get out of obeying God free card.
1: (laughs) Right, and getting out of having to actually explain what the passage means, (laughs) kind of card, right? So like that's what the so that the whole goal of it is just to say, did God really say? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the whole goal. So the goal. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, I've seen so many people who who they they use this kind of phrase. And then, and they're using this kind of phrase in the context of, you know, discussing some Bible verse that is extremely clear. Like, right. there's no question <laughs> about what is being talked about here, you know, and they'll say some sort of, you know, like, well, you're that's taking your that interpretation. out of context, or that's your interpretation, yeah. or, you know, uh, Jesus didn't say that, Paul did, or Peter did, or John did, or whoever did. And it's like, well, like, hey, look, I hate to break it to you, but guess who wrote the Gospels? <laughs> It wasn't Jesus. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Right. Well, they're all, I mean, I
1: think that they're most, the vast majority of people are functioning. Like these are just dodges that they're doing. They're just like, you know, magical phrases that they're using that functionally have no meaning. And, and you know that they do because you can't get these people to interact with what the text actually means. So they're not people who are like seriously making this kind of case. Yeah. Like, like they, they, like, they they these are people that have no they have no responsibility whatsoever to do any like they feel no obligation to do anything with these words at all so the Bible is kind of played out to them; it just means whatever they want it to mean, and you know, for the most of them, they just they absolutely have no idea what any of it says, anyways. <laughs> so, it's just uh you know, it's just a book that they do whatever they want with while they're saying that they're a Christian essentially. So these are just kind of phrases that just functionally have the semantic equiv; they're, they're functioning the semantic equivalent of just calling you a bigot or something. You know, it's right. just like like ignore, like you know, like that. It's just basically yeah, I disagree with you. That's all that they're saying.
0: They right. disagree with you. So, you know, as as people who are trying to, you know, defend and proclaim the truth, how do we interact with someone who throws out this sort of like meaningless phrase that's meant to be just like a leave me alone, get out of obeying God free card?
1: Yeah, I mean I I, I don't I don't know that there's all often a lot of value. Um you know, there's the online, the internet expression. You know, don't feed the, feed the trolls or something like that. But, you know, when you have like, um, you make a post online or you say something online, and you have you know, hundreds and hundreds of people who are making these kind of arguments. I mean, at a certain point, you're just kind of wasting your time if you're <laughs> going through and explaining um, some kind of you know, textual uh, textual argument for the can- canonicity of Paul's letters or something along those lines. So typically, I'll just kind of throw out a picture that. Is uh, pointing to Peter, you know, validating Paul as uh, basically his writings being scripture. You know, so I'll just do something like that. But I'm not going to invest a whole lot of time in it, and, and you can just waste a lot of time trying to argue with these kind of people. But th- I mean, they're really not very reasonable. At what, all, so. what
0: about people in person, though? Yeah, because I, I mean, I mean there, there's definitely going to be situations where you you're talking to someone who is saying that not meant to. I mean, there's it's serving the same purpose, but they're not necessarily meaning it as like a They're just saying what they genuinely believe, not like a – necessarily like an outright trolling kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I just don't think that – I think that functionally no one who is making that argument is making an argument based on what they actually believe. Right. Uh, like, I mean, so I mean, there's like a I, I can give you a right answer to how you answer that question, but I'm just telling you it probably won't matter. Okay. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. like, so the kind of person who's making this kind of argument, you know, ninety nine like nine hundred ninety nine times out of a thousand or something like that, they have no interest in the truth whatsoever, and this is just yeah. their mechanism to ignore the Bible. So you have to know that going into like that's the point. You have to know that going into that kind of conversation, that this person they don't have any interest whatsoever. In obeying the Bible. So like in a lot of ways, like what you're trying to do in those moments is not trying to persuade them that this is actually scripture. Because the issue is they don't care if Jesus said it anyways. Right? right? So if you can give them a passage that where Jesus is saying something similar, they're just going to move on to, well, you're taking that out of context or one of the other, you know, stupid things. <laughs> sure. So, so a lot of it's just about like submitting to the authority of God in that way. And like repenting and sin, importance of the gospel, believe in the good news. So a lot of it's like this is just not about what it's being presented as about, right? This is just one little thing they're going to say among many. But you know, having said that, though, I mean, there, you know, there's a – I mean, it's fairly, conceptually, it's fairly easy to understand why we would think that Paul's writings are scripture. And you know, part of that's related to what's happening in John 16.10. Um, uh, or sixteen twelve. so jesus says i still have many things to say to you this is to his apostles but you cannot bear them now but when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak of his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come he will t- he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you all that the father has is Mine. therefore i said he will take what is mine and declare it to you so like this is just a passage is where jesus is saying to his uh apostles in the upper room that he has more things to say to them and many people think that this is just like when the spirit comes he's gonna you know um give every single believer um whisper in their ears and you know in a still small voice you know his specific instructions for how they're to make decisions or something along those lines but uh, that's not really the spirit's role what, what jesus is saying is he has more commands to give to the apostles uh so um Part part of how you understand what's actually happening in the New Testament is, you know, Jesus says that he, or or Luke says that he um, wrote to theophilus an orderly account so that they would know with certainty you know what jesus did and taught and then when you get to acts one of the things you're going to find is uh luke kind of tells his purpose in writing the book of acts so in in uh, acts 1 1 he says in the first book of theophilus i have dealt with all that jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up so that's what the gospels are they're a record of all that jesus did and taught um, until the day he was taken up after you know luke says he had given commands through the uh, Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he has chosen. So what that tells you there is that, you know, in Luke's mind like these additional commands he had to give the apostles that Jesus told them about in the upper room they were going to be given through the Holy Spirit if if that makes sense. So like just understanding, you know, that and then you combine that with something like Hebrews 1, right? Long ago and many times in many ways Jesus spoke to the prophets but in the last days he spoke through the Son whom he's appointed the heir of all things. So when you think about what's happening, like from a standpoint of revelation the revelation of christ is like the pinnacle i mean it's the pinnacle of revelation and it came in two phases so it came during jesus's earthly ministry that's what the gospels are it's a record of jesus's you know all that jesus didn't talk before he was taken up and then it came in his you know post ascension ministry through the holy spirit to the apostles so after he had given commands to the apostles by the holy spirit whom he had chosen and so he you know he um he performed the signs of apostles, you know, uh, or he give, he gave his apostles signs and wonders to perform to validate them as apostles. And Paul talks about that he performed these signs of an apostle among everyone to show that Jesus had chosen him. And so, you know, afterwards God gave commands to these apostles and New Testament letters are just a record of these commands that he has given to the apostles. Uh, so, you know, Second Peter 3.14, um, you know, Peter says of Paul, Paul also wrote um, – to you according to the wisdom given him, that was 15, as he does in all of his letters, so Paul wrote according to the wisdom given, that's just a reference to the Holy Spirit, you know, at work within him, as he does in all of his letters, when he speaks of them and of these matters, there are some, uh, some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, and then he says, as they do with the other scriptures, right? <laughs> so, like the idea is like, yes, I mean, that's a complicated I mean, it's not a conceptually, that's not a hard argument, but it takes someone paying attention and reading the Bible and trying to figure out how Revelation came, right? And so, you know, like the revelation of Christ is pinnacle of Revelation. It came in two phases, you know, through Jesus during his earthly ministry, and then in his post ascension ministry through through the apostles, whom are given with the task of producing the rest of the scriptures which are obviously just like letters to the churches to tell you know the church what god's expectations are for them so i mean that's that's the simple answer right but then most the most people who are asking that kind of question they're not going to be able to think that comprehensively about what's happening in the new testament does that make sense
0: yeah, yeah, it does.
1: Yeah, so all that they're doing is they're just trying to say, "Hey, shut up," right? <laughs> and then, it, <laughs> yeah, and then if yeah. if they're not going to let you, like, the issue is they're not going to let you sit there and ex- explain two minute, like a two minute explanation of how Scripture is speaking to what it's doing, you know. And, and I mean, but like the issue is, like, you know. Jesus says, my sheep hear my words and they follow me. (laughs) So, you know, scripture, um, (laughs) scripture validates scripture and, you know, God's, God's sheep, they hear his voice, they follow him. And like, it's not really hard to understand the argument I just made. It's just, you know, you're probably not going to get very far with the kind of person who's making that kind of argument because they're not really interested in truth. They're just interested in, you know, making it muddy, essentially.
0: Okay. Fair enough. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion we thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to bible bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media please reach out to us with your questions pushback and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at biblebashedpodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through patreon if you would like to be bible bashed personally then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.